just keep going and eventually you'll just turn the page and go, here we go, what's next? Franchisee Connect, episode eight. Franchisee Nation, I'm Michael Pullman and you're listening to Franchisee Connect. Get in touch with me on Twitter at Michael Pullman or on Facebook. Just search for Franchisee Connect and join our group. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire and you're listening to the podcast that helps retailers delegate, automate and ultimately liberate themselves from their business. Subscribe to get all the actions and insights at FranchiseeConnect.com. Welcome to Franchisee Connect. I'm here with Jason Williams. He's a single unit operator in Victoria. Uh, he's, oper- he's operator of a Subway franchise. And uh, Jason, welcome welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being on here. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for your time, mate, today. And no problems. No worries at all. So t- tell me a little bit about your business. Tell the listeners about yep. your business. Yep. Um, yeah, look, um, kind of back uh, five years ago, I was just working uh, part-time in, in a Subway restaurant store and um, enjoyed the work. And then... Um, yeah, so I'm actually, I'm 29 now, so yeah, I got into it pretty young, when I was pretty young, and just making, yeah, just making some rolls and sandwiches, and um, then just got promoted up to a manager level, and uh, and basically opening, closing the store, and yeah, then uh, one day the boss turned around to me, I think I actually left for a little while, and I was studying, I was also studying at the time, and uh, the boss called me about 12 months after that after I left and said, uh, you know, um, you interested in buying the store? Because we always had a chat about it, but I just, I wasn't too sure at the time. I was still um, doing a degree in that. And um, yeah, so it just eventuated that uh, it all just fell into place, went to the bank, got a loan and um, they all approved it. I'm actually in business with my brother as well. So he's a, he's a director as well. Um, and yeah, so basically, uh just started that way and and just grew from there. So from one store to a second store. Beautiful. Um, so yeah. what does the business look like now? You've got two stores. Whereabouts are they? Yeah. How many staff have you got on the floor? Yeah. So um, in so in Victoria, we've got um, the the first store we, uh, we bought was Murrubark, um, uh, and that's that was they're both existing stores. Um, and then there was opportunity uh, two years after that. Um, there was a, a guy who had the Lourdes store, which is only about four or five, about four Ks from Murrubark. So it was, it's, I, I just, I saw the, uh, I, I just saw the, uh, I suppose, the green light in terms of being close by and everything. And um, and I know the area quite well because I live in the area. And so we took the opportunity to buy that store as well. Um, and that happened, you know, pretty quickly. And so, yeah, probably in terms of staffing, we've got, um, we've got one part-time manager, I'm also area managing, so I've been area managing for the last uh, 18 months or so, um, around, around about the 30, 30 to 35 part-time staff. Yep. So Beautiful. 30 to 35 staff across two stores and you're, you're doing the area manager job at the moment. Yeah, Fantastic. well, I'm doing that as well as, um, you know, the day-to-day, um, the operating stuff as well, so payroll, rosters, yep. So. so tell me about when you went from one store to two stores. What did that feel like? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I actually did a multi-unit owner course through Subway, so they actually set that up. Um, they don't. They recommend you do it, but it's not um, compulsory to do it. So I actually did that um, well in advance of getting the second store. It is. It's just a big. I think. I think just going through through your mind, um, you're just thinking, you know, oh, now I've got, you know, I've got two 
two baking ovens. I've got, you know, double the staff. I've got double the customers. Those things obviously go through your mind, but at the same time, when you, well, you know, when you're involved in the business, you just you you want to manage it and work out a way that it's, it can work. I mean, obviously, you know, there's always a way. My, I've always, yeah, always kind of had the persistence that there's there's got to be a way to do it. Um, so yeah, there's those challenges that you face or you think about, but and with this multi-unit only course at Subway. Um, set up which is a four-day course um you get to speak to other franchisees who are going to be multi-unit owners as well so it's yeah there's, there's plenty of information there but everyone's got their own style as well so awesome have you stayed in touch with the people who you went through the multi-unit owner course with yeah sure have um not all you don't stay in touch with all of them just because they might be you know a different location but you know because because internet's so accessible and you know um you know there's so many things online you can just jump in touch you know, if it's Skype or whatever, or just email and say, how's the store going? I think I'm still, I'm actually still, um, and LinkedIn as well is another good one. I'm still um, catching up with a guy in New Zealand who, yeah. yeah, that's right. So I got to meet just the networking side of things too. He he was in another business and then he got into Subway and very funny guy as well. And so it was just good to share your experiences and, and learn as well. That's awesome. So you've got your own little mini mastermind group of uh, franchisees who are at, a same, at the same stage as you. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of support there, um, but it's just amazing how um, franchisees um, run their own style. You know, they even though we're doing the same thing, it, it, there's always a difference in how they operate, and I think that's why um, the system, you know, can work well. So we, we've got to follow the operations manual and, and, our, and our systems, but there's those little things that you know, when when it's your own business, you can you can have those little um, those little differences that um, your style. You know, it's like your identity, I suppose, in a way. Like, what would your what what piece of advice do you have for your twenty year old self? If you could if you could go back in time and have a chat to that twenty year old, what piece of advice would you give to him? My advice, you know, my twenty year old advice would yeah, just I suppose uh, one one thing at a time, one step at a time, rather than just you know, let's let's make a million dollars as quick as we can. <laughs> what did your childhood smell like? Smelt like maybe we could say uh, an orange, because I used to play a lot of footy, a lot of footy, and we used to eat. You know, we used to I used to play a lot of sport when I was younger. So, you know, and we used to eat oranges at half time. Um, you know, and and get a bit of sh- get a bit of a sugar hit. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. And the club rooms, you know. Um, yeah, so I used to be very right into sport and then, yeah, still still like sport today, but, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Mate, tell me what you're struggling with at the moment. And there's always time, days when you might go, oh, well, I want to I want to improve in this area, I want to improve in that area. So you write, always have a to-do list and write down those things what, that you want to improve in. Um, well, that's, how, that's what I do. Um, an area that I'm struggling in probably the last 12, 24 months has been some health issues. So just so. – yeah. Yeah, so balancing your personal life with your work life. Yep, and 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 I, you know, obviously you start off, you know, you just you go on, you know, a million miles an hour. It might be just with trying to make, you know, make sales, approaching schools, and um, you know, catering, whatever your business is. Um, you know, you go a million miles an hour. You send emails out, um, do it, do deals, um, do offers, promos. But if you don't, if you're doing all of that, then you know that's. You know, then you you still got to find that balance for um, your own time as well. And yeah, did you burn out? Um, oh, 
I, I didn't burn out because I'm still here, <laughs> but um, I'm still I'm still running the businesses very well. Um, but no, I didn't burn out. I just took a few days to here and there. Um, I've taken a few holidays, so I have still um, had that good. I think I've still had a good balance, but um, some sometimes I think that my health has taken a little bit longer to to get where I needed to be. Yeah, that's an important takeaway for the listeners is to always think about having some time off and recharging your batteries. I actually went on a, a, a rope course a couple of weeks ago with a, with a group of blokes um, I was actually invited to, and I was a little bit 50-50 about going to it. It was absolutely fantastic. It was called uh, Tree Adventures, and it was like an obstacle course. So um, that was really good. So just little things like that, even if it's a, a new, just a um, a lake or something that you've never been around or a track, a bit of hiking, something different, yeah. Bit of new activity. Get out there and try yep. something different, try something new to recharge your batteries. That's it. Yeah, that's awesome. Mate, so, yep. Jason, so to get out of the store to talk to me, you've delegated a lot of the day-to-day tasks to others. What's one task that you've delegated that saved you the most time? I've got it set up so that all my bank feeds go to my accounting software um, and and I've got good rostering systems as well um, where I can tick off all the hours that have worked. I can match it against Subway's um, productivity reports, um, all all done online. So using technology to delegate those things has saved me a lot of time. Um, and uh, and basically you can track it. It's very accurate. Uh, it's, um, you know, you really know if you're, if you're making money or you're not making money. So if it could be... You know your purchases that you want to that you that you've that are coming through, and you want to make sure that you know your food cost is not too high. Um, in terms of a delegation at store level, um, you know it might just be that you know um, you, you you put staff in a in a supervisor's shirt, so you give them a little bit more responsibility. You might be hiring, for instance. One of the things I did when I was recruiting staff is um, I might call up four or five. Um, potential candidates and or either text message them and just ask me if they're looking for a job and uh, and then I'd get them to come in for an interview but I actually get my supervisors my shift supervisors to actually interview them so um, that way you're delegating that responsibility to them and they they also have a um, an understanding of what they're looking for as well so I know what I'm looking for in staff or supervisors but if you actually get the supervisors to interview the staff and, and give them some give them the application form and, and ask, get them to ask some questions of what of what they're looking for so that's a big thing now in the pre-interview we were chatting uh, and you said that you saved a heap of time with delegating your payroll process to your manager uh, so Jason sounds like the payroll process was was pretty manual so you had reports from paper reports from both stores and then you had to match them against the manual time books for the staff so that'd be pretty time consuming what does it what does it look like now yep so now it's basically uh, done online so everything is just um, you know, you log in through through your, your pod system at Subway. You check, you know, what hours that staff members worked, um, and you know, and then and basically, then you just go and tick it off on Zeus. So Zeus is a, Zeus Workforce is just a rostering system as well, which has also got integration with Zero Accounting. So they've been able to integrate it together so that basically, once you sign off all your actual hours um, for that store. Then it just pretty much exports it straight into zero, and um, you know you can still make a few little changes here, here and there if you need to. If, if someone's come in and done you know a couple of hours extra cleaning and you haven't put that in the system, so uh, it's very flexible in how you can go about it. So I try and get 
you know, I can get all that done, you know, and get the payroll uh, and get it all, get all the uh, pay slips and that all emailed to the staff. Um, so it's a, it's a lot quicker process you need, and you need that, you need that quick, that, you know, time saving, especially when you're in, you know, uh, when you you want to concentrate on other things in the franchise and, you know, you obviously we want to grow sales. So you don't want to be sitting down doing paperwork. Yeah, that's right. But you also want to make sure that, you know, you've got your, your labor costs right too. So directly once you've done your payroll, you can, you know, you can, you can go on a zero and go, okay, well, I made 11 grand sales. So you can, again, my wages were 3000. So we can do a quick sum and go that, you know, this is my labor cost. So you, you can get a pretty good accurate reflection of that. And you got your superannuation, um, which come, which is automatically worked out for you. You know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, in terms of uh, tax file numbers, in terms of setting up staff, hiring staff, getting all their documents, um, it's it's a lot quicker the process. That makes it easier. Beautiful. Um, Jason, you mentioned the, some KPIs there. What are the top three numbers that you pay attention to day to day? Yeah. Okay. So basically, um, yeah, the KPIs I focus on, you know, some ways the two biggest ones are food, food cost and labour cost. Um, and then I would say the third one, obviously, you're going to be your sales. Um, but there's also an element to sales, which is your add-on sales as well. So a lot of a lot of franchisees will, will look at and see, you know, what are their percentage, what percentage of their sales are add-on sales. Um, so that's a little um, indirect so right. how are you looking at the ups, uh, the upsell? Are you looking at your average transaction value or is yep. there a report that comes out of POS for that? Yeah, so we look at um, with upselling, it, it's uh, it's mainly through there is a report that comes out, which is actually done every day. So we can see, you know, is it two, are we doing, you know, 1%? I think the standard subway add-on sales are about 3%. That's the, that's the target, which is 3% of your sales. Yeah, is, is your, is your, uh, 3% of your... Um, total sales is your add-on sales. So, um, so that's your drinks yeah. and your cookies and that sort of drinks thing. Drinks and cookies and extra meats as well. Like you know, you can get an extra tray of meat for a dollar fifty extra. Um, so really, letting the staff know how to how to um, go about you know asking the customer you know do you want do you want extra meat on that or extra cheese or you know bacon goes really well with the meatballs or avocado is a good one. Oh, man, when I was a kid, I used to love going and getting a Subway melt with double yeah. cheese, double meat, and add bacon. Oh, <laughs> that was yeah. So, and that's it. We get some really cool combinations with meats and and stuff like that. So, that, those are the those are the key KPIs that I um, that I mainly focus on. But there's also there's a lot of inbuilt ones. I, I think in sales that you can look at, not just your add-on sales, but you can also look at you know percentage of how many customers, your drinks percentage. So, you know, how many customers are coming in and actually buying a drink when they buy a sub. Um, it could be, yeah, as you said, your average sale, you know. And lifting those numbers up is all about training staff. So how would you train the staff to to do that upsell? What's what's the simple way to do it? Um, well, it's so What I've noticed is that when you first hire a staff member, um, if you – there's always going to be one focus when, you know, obviously you give them a bit of an induction and you might show them around the store and that, but you obviously want to be emphasise, you know, something from, you want to emphasise the add-on sales from the very start. So say, you know, when you put them straight on the front line and say, we're going to teach you how to, 
you know, serve this customer, the first thing you ask them, you know, is, you know, how are you going today? Give them the, the three-second greeting rule and all that, um, all the, the main uh, greeting tips. But also um, once, you know, you've got their, once you've asked them what they're after, also say, well, would you like extra meat or extra cheese with that? So you don't want to, you want to ask it in a, in a polite way as well. But, yeah, Jason, give us a quick view on, um, just for some listeners who aren't, in Australia, um, who some listeners who are maybe in the US, what are your rough numbers on food cost and labour cost? Because uh, I know in the US the labour cost is a lot lower and the food cost can be different as well. So just give us a quick high high level view on what your food cost and labour cost look like in terms of percentage. Basically, um, we're looking at around the 20, 26 to twenty seven percent of your sales, of your net sales. So that's that's what your labour cost um, should fall between. But it all depends. Is your store managed? Um, is your store fully managed um, or have you, you know, what are the age of your staff? You know, you've got to get the right balance of staff, I think, too, and that all flows from, you know, when you're recruiting and hiring that, you know, obviously you don't want to discriminate against age or gender or anything like that, but you've got to get the right balance of workers. Yeah, the right balance of experience and some juniors who are less expensive as well. That's it. So if you've got one senior on, well, then you don't really need another senior on. So you could have, you know, if you've got a busy day, you might have, might have two seniors on and two juniors, but at night time you might run, you know, a senior and a junior. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to have all seniors, and then you know, then your wage cost will blow out. So, of course, food cost, food cost should range. Subways food cost, well, um, you know, again, um, I think I think the average is around, you know, 30 percent of your of your net sales. So, but you know, we've had some good. Um, some food that's come down in price because it's been maybe an oversupply, and then we've had a few items that have gone up. So it's always a it's always a uh, good, swings and roundabouts, eh? Yeah, it's it. It's always yeah. good when you, when something's come down in price because it doesn't happen as much as things go up. I think that's <laughs> true. It's true. So you're looking about twenty seven percent for labour cost. That's the the standard, and then food cost is about thirty percent. And then what sort of percentage are your overheads? Well, to to put it um, in a nutshell, I suppose you're probably going to make uh, after you pay your loan and everything like that. You know, your electricity, um, miscellaneous accounting fees. Um, you know, it could be other license fees and stuff like that. I'm, I'm really running off, you know, a, a 10% profit margin. So that's pretty much what's left. At the end of the day, if I sell a sub for $9, well, 10% of that, you know, not, let's say it's 90 cents. 90 that's, cents is yours to keep. Yeah, that's it. So basically that's a lot of franchisees, you know, obviously it comes down to how much they're working in the store, um, what their rents are, rents always a big one as well. So i I bought stores that have, have got really good leases, so and good and good, I think, value for money rent. So you know that, you know, um, if you do have a bad day, or sales aren't they great? Well, you know, you still your overheads aren't going to just blow out because one of your one of your overheads or your expenses rent is just too high. So you've got to get yeah, you've just got to make sure that your rent's not um, yeah. Yeah, so basically, if, if you can work off a 10%, well, 10% profit margin, that's nice. Yeah, so if you're managing it properly, you should be hitting about 10% margin. That's that's the yeah. that's the standard with Subway. Yeah, we'd all like better than that. Of course. Because <laughs> you know, you're still going to pay tax on, so if you make, let's say you make 50,000 profit, well, you're still paying tax on that. Um, so, yeah. Beautiful. Jason, I've got a doozy of a question for you now. Tell me the story about the day you had your worst moment you've had in business. What did you learn from it? <laughs> There's always been, like, I, I know one time um, 
we actually had this big order on and I think it was probably for about 50 people and um, we had this catering, we had these little catering brochures on the, it was a catering order, so we had these catering brochures on the notice board and it had, I think it had the wrong date on it. So we, we started making it thinking it was for, thinking it was for today, which whichever day it was. So we, we started making it all. We had it all ready. It was looking fantastic. The, um, a lot of the staff, you know, a lot of, pay a lot of attention to making sure the subs on the little, I don't know if you've seen the platter trays, Subway, Michael, but they've got like, you put subs on there and, and they can decorate it. And I just, I can't even, I'm not that great at the eye for detail stuff. So the girls and that were really good at, you know, making these platters and we had cookie platters as well. So we had all these cookies and all these subs and then- So you made these two platters for 50 or these, these how many platters were there for oh, 50 it would have been probably five or six platters and then we had, which is, and then we had cookies and everything. And then we realized that the date was, was incorrect on the, on the notice board. So uh, no. we thought, oh no, um, yeah, what, what can we do? So actually ended up um, donating it to a couple of businesses in the area. So we uh, give fantastic. one platter to one business, you know, it might be, a, I think we go up to the local bank because we always get change off them. And, uh, and then a couple of other businesses too. So that was, and we go to a gym down the road a big, a big gym. Um, so, yeah, and and look, it did cost, but we just used it. We just wrote it off as a, as a, as a local marketing type thing. <laughs> so it went from a mistake to a marketing expense. So what did you, what did you learn from that, Jason? Um, yeah, well, obviously, it was just one of those um, trivial little um, mistakes, and and um, I think, yeah, just to, you know, obviously, we go through the policies now of making sure that. Um, We've got the right date up there, the right time. Um, we even call the customer up as well just to confirm the order. Um, so, yeah, just those little micro-management things. Um, that, little processes that uh, yep. that stop those mistakes happening. Yep, that's it. So, yep. And look, you're going to go through, you're going to have, there's always going to be things that are going to go wrong. So, nothing's ever going to go right. So, it's just a matter of that will only make you stronger and uh, and make you do things better. That's that's the way I look at it. So yeah, letting those mistakes happen and just learning from it that's, that's so important. So Jason, what opportunity are you most excited about for quick service or for retail? My thing is that I think there are, the opportunities are that just to see where Subway will go because it has hit a little bit of a little bit of a flat patch, which a lot of QSRs have hit have had. So just to see um, you know and work with other franchisees and work with um, you know, with the franchise or to see um, where we can improve on. So it's had yeah, a lot so of So the corner of the brand is really strong. So you, you're excited about some opportunities coming out of Subway Head Office. Yep, and that's it. And a lot of a lot of franchises, you know, they might get pessimistic from time to time or, you know, why, you know, not making any money or, or whatnot. But I think it's about looking at the last five years of the brand and going, geez, we've had some, you know, unprecedented growth in the last five years um so you're not going to be able to sustain that you know you might have we might have grown 10 15 percent you know consecutively for a few years there and then it's dropped back well there's always going to be those peaks and troughs isn't there so so jason what's the number one piece of advice you'd pass on to other franchisees um i think that there's no such thing as um just um, I mean, in terms of a passive income, yes, you can, you know, you can, you can definitely invest in businesses that will, will give you 
um, an income, but it's it's all back to hard work. I think that's the thing. And hard work's not, you know, just working long hours or doing those things. It's, it's actually working smart. So thinking about thinking, thinking about, you know, how could I do this better? Um, why is this taking me this long? What, you know, why am I doing it this way? And all of a sudden, it just it just come to me. So sometimes, yeah, I think it's just better to be patient as well, be, be calm, be persistent, just keep going, and eventually you'll just turn the page and go, here we go, what's next? So be patient, be calm, be consistent, and get in that store, and then you'll find a solution. If you've got a problem, you'll find a solution to it. That's it. You will. You always will. Um, I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. So the final question I've got for you, Jason, what's the number one thing you'd always ensure new franchisees know before they start trading? Probably just know your numbers. Um, I know it's boring sometimes, and oh, I've got to, you know, I've got to, you know, um, I'm not a, I'm not a accountant or a, a math genius, but you don't have to be. You just um, do your simple, just do simple numbers. Don't complicate it for you. Don't make it complicated for yourself. Yeah, do your numbers and make sure that the store is going to make enough money. And obviously, you know, you, you, you got some passion for it, or you know, you should have a lot of passion for 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 your career. Just make sure that you know it's enough money. Um, that that you can live comfortably and, and still enjoy your life and not sacrifice, you know, other things that actually are more important to you. So, so make sure you're keeping an eye on those numbers and those they're those four things that you mentioned earlier: food cost, labour cost, sales, and upsell. There's four that you can pay attention to straight away, and you can say, okay, this is where I'm at today. And then in 12 months' time, you can look at it and say, oh wow, look at the improvement. How good's that? And and I mean, you don't even have to be in the store to do that. You can do it. You can track track it all online. You know, you can have your stores fully managed if you if you want to. You can go in there and and, and do a ten minute walkthrough, and and we've got like a little checklist where you do a ten minute walkthrough and, and go, okay, you now the floor's clean. Is this clean? You know, um, how are, how are the add-ons today? You can you can do a live track and go. Well, you know, Emily's doing well with that today. She's already already up to you know fifteen dollars. So you can turn it into a into a, a money value straight away. Ah, beautiful. So that's turning it into a positive, isn't it? So having a 10-minute walkthrough checklist, you check off the, the different things, make sure all these things have been done. Yeah, let your manager take the, the responsibility, but go in and just, you know, see where, you know, so you're on the same page and, and let your manager know that you, you might do a, a couple of walkthroughs and evaluations and, and once, they're, once they're up to the standard that you need them to be, then um, your relationship's only going to be only going to be better between the boss and, and the manager. So... Oh, how cool is that? Jason, mate, I want to say thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. There's some awesome knowledge bombs you've dropped in there. No worries, Michael. I hope I give you some some interesting things to take away. If our listeners want to reach out to you, how can they reach you? I think you can find me on LinkedIn, um, just, just under Jason Williams, Subway franchisee. That's all good. I'll pop it in the show notes so people can contact you if they if they want to get in touch and, and maybe ask some questions about some specifics out of, out of today's show. Yep. No worries, Michael. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Franchisee Connect podcast today. If you've got a suggestion for a guest who we should have on the show, that's somebody from retail who you admire and who could drop some knowledge bombs on you, let me know at franchiseeconnect.com. Just visit the contact page to get in touch. Also, let me know if there's anything you'd, anything special you'd like me to ask the guests too. Remember to visit franchiseeconnect.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as the action steps from every one of our podcast episodes that you can take right now to delegate, automate, and ultimately liberate yourselves from the business. Make coming to work a choice with franchiseeconnect.com.